Hello, and welcome to the City Speak podcast, where we talk about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations. City Speak podcast has a unique focus on community and directing interests to an exciting career in municipal government. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, John Herrera, a city director and CPA with 30 years experience in the efficient delivery of municipal services to his communities. Here now is John Herrera. Hello, everybody. This is John Herrera with Muni Temps. And today is our City Speak podcast and blog and written blog. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Today's episode is entitled, What City Hall Needs from Its City Finance Director. Finance directors have been retiring in droves from city halls throughout the country. We all know this. This is an excellent time for ambitious young people who want to find a career in financial management and step up and compete for the finance director jobs left behind by retirees. To be honest with you, many of the finance directors who retired in the 21st century actually started out as some of them, not many, I would say a lot of them, I found a lot of them, started out as the office secretary or the clerk at City Hall. And they worked their way up through to the top finance job at the city. Some of these finance directors never even had a formal education in finance or accounting, especially at smaller city organizations. Yet they did receive on-the-job training to learn what is required of the municipal finance officer in local government. Thanks to GFOA, CSMFO, and other good municipal professional development organizations, these uh, provided valuable training to municipal finance officers who may have lacked the formal education in municipal finance. And also thanks to the city's internal auditors who provided an army of CPAs to fill in the gaps in professional expertise to help these small city finance directors to close the books and prepare the financial statements each year. So you young finance accounting college grads, finance and accounting college grads, you may find it easier than you may realize to land or move up to the finance director post, as well as make as um, the much needed improvements to the finance department at City Hall that you're signing up with. Now, let me make it clear. I'm not putting down retiring finance directors, especially those that never achieved the bachelor's degree or maybe the CPA license um, obtained through the AICPA. I'm just stating the fact that the educational and professional standards uh, 20 or 30 years ago are not at the high level where they are today. Today, a college degree and even a CPA license are most desirable to city managers and to elected officials who entrust tens of millions of dollars in the hands of their finance director. There's uh, many examples of what can go wrong with the local government's money when there is an incompetent finance director watching the books and financial systems at City Hall. 
Yet the retired finance folks, even those without a college degree or a CPA license, possess the most important qualities that are required of a municipal finance officer or finance director. Here it is, honesty and integrity. Yes, you must be trustworthy. You must be an educated professional, but you must have integrity to be entrusted with the millions of public dollars that are used to provide vital city services that improve the quality of life for the residents of the community. The finance director carries a huge responsibility and fiscal stewardship. But keep in mind, you don't accomplish this goal alone. This is a mission that you commit and champion along with the city manager, other department directors, and the many other municipal employees at City Hall. And of course, um, I'm talking about this is an aspiration for those of you that are young and ambitious and are seeking and aspiring to the top finance post at City Hall. Most, if not all, finance directors today make six-figure salaries with excellent benefits and a nice government pension at City Hall. So you are paid good money to take care of the money for the communities you serve. So I say, go for it. And that's what we're talking about in today's City Speak podcast. In this three-part series on what City Hall expects from its finance director, uh, will be covered during the next two weeks. And I'll be presenting firsthand experience to help finance and accounting professionals, especially those of you wanting to transition from the private sector uh, to local government. And here's the points. Here's the three parts that we're going to cover. Today, we're covering part one, character traits and skills the municipal finance officer or finance director must have. Next week is part two, the 10 most important goals that you need to achieve as the new finance director. And then the following week, part three, keeping the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle in mind to keep your job at City Hall. Okay, let's now discuss part one of this three-part three part, uh, City Speak episode series. I hope it benefits you young people. And I keep emphasizing young people because a lot of us older ones are retiring. I work in trying to mentor and to develop um, younger folks that are looking to move from accountant, senior accountant, accounting manager, uh, and all the way up through finance director. I'm also looking at taking people from the private sector and training them, developing them to get into a job as a municipal finance officer or finance director. By the way, I use these terms inter interchangeably. Okay, here we go. Character traits and skills the municipal finance director must have. There's many, many skills and character traits you must possess to succeed as a city finance director. Skills in accounting, finance, economic, economics management, and uh, technology. These can all be acquired through training and education. However, character traits like leadership, these are qualities you're usually born with, in my opinion. There's much written in the literature about whether leadership is an inborn quality or one that can be learned. But I'll let you research this topic 
to make up your own mind. In the written blog of the MuniTemps website, you will find uh, the link to this whole point about leadership. Are you born with it or can you learn it? Please click on that. Visit the website. But here's the point. During my 30-year career as a city finance director, I learned the do's and don'ts of the job. I made plenty of mistakes, especially during my first year in this appointed position. The 10 qualities that I found to be the most important for effective municipal finance officers is as follows. Number one, you must have vision and foresight to know what's around the corner to advise your city manager and the council. The city manager or the city administrator has the job of interpreting the city council or other governing body's vision and the finance directors need to know what they want, what these want, these leaders want as elected representatives of their community. So you have to be aware of this. You as the finance director need to remain in tune with your city's vision. You need to keep the city manager and the city council abreast of proposed legislation that is coming about at the state and the federal levels and then factor in these into the current year and future year's projections. Our goal is to eliminate negative fiscal impacts as well as advance program future revenues so that the what do we do with this money when it comes in has already been discussed in advance. The finance director, this is, we're all familiar with this, plans, organizes, leads, and controls the financial storytelling activities of the organization. You keep track of everything, the trends. You tell the story over time so there's no surprises. Remember, there's no other director or municipal employee at City Hall who is in the unique position as you, the finance director, to know the pulse of the finances of your local government. Point number two big picture thinking. As city finance directors, you must always step back and look at the big picture. This is especially important when you're working with the manager and the governing body to create solutions, especially to politically sensitive issues. Always go back to the organizational chart. Look at who's the boss. Remember, citizens, council, city manager, and on down the line. It's the citizens who vote in the governing body. It's the governing body who hires a city manager or other chief executive officer in a council manager form of government. The city manager or other CEO is your primary boss and the boss of every municipal employee at your city or municipality. Think within this big picture as you recommend fiscal strategies, policies, and solutions. Your goal as finance director is to accomplish the greater good for the greater number as established through best practices and your organization's fiscal policies. Number three, results-focused mindset. Never get fat and lazy. I'm a little fat. I'm losing weight a little bit, but uh, never get fat and lazy when there is maybe little accountability or transparency in your organization, especially if there is a revolving door for city managers or chief executives in your organization. You will need to focus on accountability and trans transparency always as the finance officer. 
always uphold the highest standards for governmental accounting, auditing, and financial reporting. Efficiency and effectiveness in programs, uh, of programs and services needs to be quantified to provide standards in the budget. This is something you need to do. You'll always be happy you did it, even if that was not required in your job. For someday down the line, there could be changes. It's nice when you're proactive with this. You know, I remember being interviewed back in April of 1995 for my first finance director job at the city of San Jacinto, a small city in Southern California. I still remember Barbara Steckel. She retired a long time ago from the city of Riverside. She was on the interview panel and she asked me uh, the question, John, what is an important accounting pronouncement that you believe is important and relative to city government? Now, there's many GASBs, right? GASB, Governmental Accounting Standards Board. There's a lot of accounting standards and a lot of uh, uh, governmental accounting auditing standards and so forth. But she asked me about governmental accounting. Okay, she asked, what, 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 what do you think is important? What's, what's in the process? Okay, and at that time in 1995, I answered and described Service Efforts and Accomplishments, SEA. Because I believe then, in 1994, 26 years ago, as I believe today, we finance directors must strive to advance and incorporate performance measurement and results into every aspect of financial, accounting, budgeting, and reporting to the stakeholders of the municipality. Yes, you finance directors need to focus on accomplishments, not just efforts. So service efforts and accomplishments, um, SEA accounting, was something we were promoting in municipal accounting back in the 1990s through the GASB, the Government Accounting Standards Board. But it would be another 20 years or so before GASB would finally adopt SEA accounting standards I think that happened in the middle of July of 2010. Yes, SCA, uh, Service Efforts and Accomplishments, has actually morphed into other accounting stand standards during that time, like GASB 34, remember the, the, government, the new financial reporting model, and others with a goal of providing greater uh, reporting, more comprehensive reporting and measuring results not just efforts, as we allocate an appropriate resources within our city and municipal government organizations as municipal finance officers and directors. Our local government organizations and our communities deserve that we finance directors achieve results ourselves. And this requires that we maintain a results-oriented mindset, even when nobody's talking about it. It is so easy to put these luxury accounting standards to lower priority when we are understaffed and overworked. Yet I believe that uh, SEA and other results-focused accounting activities are a requirement rather than a luxury. SEA, Service Efforts and Accomplishments, is becoming especially clear as we finance directors see the stakeholders of our local government organizations and communities becoming more vocal about taxes and cost of services, especially employee pensions. So it's critical that you have a results-oriented mindset as a finance director. Point number four, candidness. 
there's no substitute for guts in doing the job of city finance director. It takes courage to tell the fiscal truth to your city manager or to the council or to any other stakeholder who may be speaking in a blaringly loud voice through a bullhorn straight into your face. And there's sharks out there too. There's uh, shady characters that we come face to face with. Never compromise frank discussions when significant financial decisions require you to speak. Remember, there's nobody else at City Hall who holds the fiscal responsibility as you, the finance director. There's nobody else that can do this but you. So be bold, be candid. Point number five, confidence. You must know the numbers, not just be familiar with them. By the way, there's five things a city finance director should never delegate. But I'm going to discuss this in a topic for a future City Speak podcast. You need to know, never delegate any accounting task that will cause you to lose your confidence as you speak as the city's top finance professional. Remember that. Number six, honesty and political integrity. As important as candidness is, honesty is equally important. But the point number six here is that you must always tell the truth when asked a question. Even if you have to present the information in light of highly charged political discussions, always tell the truth. Political integrity is a topic I will also speak about in a future City Speak episode, but sufficient to say here that if you don't have political integrity, you will not have the trust and confidence of the city council, the city manager, and the directors and other stakeholders of the organization. Always have political integrity when working as a finance director at City Hall, for you will not be seen as much more than just an accountant at your organization. Please remember that point. Point number seven. This is a really important one, so I'm going to take a little bit more time on this. Technical knowledge. The city finance director candidate must have specific technical knowledge to succeed as a finance director. Please remember that you need to be familiar with governmental accounting, finance, economics, management, technology, and a number of other skill sets to succeed as a municipal finance officer. You don't get paid the six-figure big bucks just to sit there looking pretty in the finance department. Please keep that in mind. To succeed as a municipal finance officer, you need to, um, as I said, you don't get paid the, the big bucks. Um, you, you, you will be worth much more to your organization if you continue to develop your experience, education, and technical knowledge in accounting and finance. That is why pursuing a CPA license is so important for many. Those who want to keep their CPA license active must achieve a minimum of 40 hours of continuing professional education, CPE, which is of value to the organizations served by the finance director with a CPA license. 
Of course, today there's also other accounting designations. There's other certifications for municipal finance officers to pursue. Now, these are not licenses to engage in the practice of public accountancy like the CPA license. We have the CPFO, Certified Public Finance Officer designation that's offered by the GFOA. We also have a CMA offered by the IMA, the Institute of Management Accountants, a lot of acronyms, right? And then we have a CGFM, Certified Governmental Financial Manager designation offered by the AGA, Association of Government Accountants. These three professional certifications are excellent professional credentials, but they are not a license to engage in the practice of public accountancy where the public trust and reliance on their attestation for auditing and other financial reporting is, like the CPA license. Maintaining the public trust is very specific to the CPA licensing requirements. The CPA license is oftentimes pursued by finance directors in addition to other professional credentials offered by GFOA, IMA, and the AGA. And the code of ethics is vital to the CPFO, the CMA, the CGFM, and the CPA. This is a professional standard that empowers the municipal finance officer and the finance director to stand up to the powers that be when his or her ethics are put into question. Look for a future CitySpeak topic on code of ethics in another upcoming episode of CitySpeak. So go and get your CPA. Get your CPA license. I must share that when I went back to get my CPA license when I was 39 years old, after working as a city finance director for almost 10 years, it was a huge undertaking. And I did, okay, bragging rights a little bit here. I did pass all four parts of the CPA exam in one sitting when it was still done on paper and with an 86 average on the CPA exam. So you can see my, I even provide you proof so you can see of my test results. Uh, and I put it on the website as part of my written blog. But um, my point is, if I can pass the CPA exam, you can too. Again, in a future city speak, I'll tell you about passing the CPA while working full time and raising a family. It can be done. So go and get your CPA license or some other credential like CPFO, CMA, etc. Point number eight, change management. Change is a reality, even at City Hall and other municipal organizations. And although government has a reputation for moving slowly, the residents, businesses, and other stakeholders are no longer happy with whatever level of customer service you provide as a finance director or any, or any other department of the municipal organization for that matter. You can learn change management skills. And there's, there's a, a, um, I would say, in large projects that we have to implement as finance directors uh, or any of the municipal organizations, you can learn change management skills, approaches that will help you help the city manager or other manager to bring about new initiatives in local government. This can be something as simple as changing the pay cycle for municipal employees from once a month to every other week, 
or it can be as complex as implementing a new ERP financial software across the organization. By the way, ERP implementation war stories will be another episode of City Speak in the coming months, so keep an eye out for that as well. Yes, change management is valuable. Sorry, uh, it's about valuable uh, quality and a skill you must embrace to succeed as a municipal finance officer. Let's move on to number nine, leadership. I already told you that I believe you're either a leader or you're not. You don't go to school to become a leader any more than you can choose to become the chosen one. Sorry for the humor, but I'm a Steve Odekirk movie fan. So if, my point is, if you're already a leader by nature, you can learn valuable leadership and management techniques by attending training programs offered by many good institutions. You can implement ideas to help your organization move forward important initiatives to, to fruition. Please keep that in mind. And lastly, number 10, continuous improvement work ethic. The last but not least quality that successful finance directors must embrace is a work ethic of continuous improvement. The business processes and procedures of the finance department um, and the organization as a whole must be regularly and periodically revisited as part of your role as a city's finance officer. Why? Because everything involves money. And as finance director, you're the main money guy that needs to look for ways to save money. Look at your total cost of providing various services. You need to know how much would your organization save for every 1% improvement in efficiency? What could you do with this 1% savings? This continuous work ethic can be applied to maximizing interest earnings on investments without sacrificing safety or liquidity, of course. Remember Sly. Maximizing cost savings on everything from processing payroll, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and many other financial and administrative duties that are under your responsibility as municipal finance officer need to be looked at. I could go on and on with the skills and character traits of a city finance director. But this list of 10 items, I believe, covers 80% or better of what is required to succeed in the top finance position in any municipality. So in conclusion, I want to remind you young accounting and finance professionals, look at a career as a city finance director and municipal finance officer in local government. It's easier than you think to land this top job and to move up to the finance director position left, be left behind by retirees and the baby boomers. This is especially true in smaller city organizations. But make no mistake about it. This money job of finance director is a huge responsibility. Anytime money is involved, you will have lots of people asking you for money. And in many cases, wanting to bypass the rules to get that money. So understand why the finance director job is such a big job. But hey, remember, that's why you get paid the big bucks. And as I said, it's not unusual for finance directors to make six-figure salaries, even in small city government organizations. The city pays these salaries because that's how important the position is the uh, uh, is to the going concern of the, this municipal corporation, the city. The finance director is vital 
to achieving the long-term fiscal sustainability of the organization. One last thing, your technology experience and can-do attitude as millennials will allow you to accomplish the initiatives that Baby Boomers uh, Finance Director started. Keep in mind, okay, let's give credit where credit is due. As Isaac Newton said, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. So let us thank our baby boomers who are retired or retiring because they did a lot of good work and they laid the groundwork for us. But now it's your turn, millennials. Put your best foot forward, keeping in mind the first of this three-part series for finance directors working at City Hall and local governments. Go land your first finance director job, millennials. Prepare your resume for finance director. Now, I attach my personal resume as finance director for your perusal. You can see it by going to munitemps.com and then uh, click on the City Speak podcast and you'll find it there. Uh, so uh, please click to view my resume. And remember, our local governments and our communities need you. Please don't forget that. Uh, I'm very thankful to have shared this uh, half hour with you on part one of this three-part series, uh, City Hall and what it needs from directors. Uh, please feel free to give me a call. Uh, I'd love to share with you my experience. I work as a consultant and I assist uh, cities, mostly smaller cities uh, who are in transition where a finance director retired or, or moved on to another city. Uh, I'd love to be a support to you. So please call me, email me, John, J-O-H-N at munitemps.com or go to munitemps.com and get all my contact information. I'm here to help you and I'm especially focused on the young, young guys and gals that want to become city finance directors. And maybe those of you that have been in finance director and looking to move up, uh, please call me. I'd love to help you. This is John Herrera from Munitemps thanking you for joining me in today's City Speak podcast, blog, and video. And um, again, during the next two weeks, I'll bring part two and three of this three-part series, What City Hall Needs from its Finance Director. Please come back and see me. And don't forget to click subscribe to the City Speak podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the City Speak podcast. Tune in next time where we will talk again about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations.